With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by my co-host, Corey, the Bayou Benders. And this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. If you can tell, voice is a little raspy today, which is difficult when you have a podcast and the only thing you do is talk. But I'm happy to be back and recording again, Corey. You know, I know you've had a, a rough weekend, but how are you doing today, buddy? Um, fucking hurting real bad. Um, yeah, you got a raspy voice because last episode you said you don't go out to clubs and you went back to the same club. <laughs> like a true college student um i'm fucking hurting dude so the final four well the first part of it happened last night i had to work it and we got asses kicked we didn't get to eat lunch so let's just start there uh clocked in for nine in the morning left there at 10 in the evening and literally had to fend for myself to find food um with my company taking a guaranteed 30 minutes for a lunch break that did not happen. Um, and then they beat the shit out of us because all four teams drink the ass off. There's no hard liquor because the NCA does not allow hard liquor. So your options are beer and wine and that's it. So that means the majority of everyone there is drinking beer. And then on the quads, which is the 200 levels, um, which are like the fancy rooms for the, the uh, aristocrats of New Orleans. Um, they had a party starting at one o'clock. And from one o'clock to, I believe, the first game, which was, <clears throat> I think the first game started at three, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, maybe, it, no, 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 I'm sorry. It wasn't one. It was from three, three to five. And in that span, you could drink for free and it wasn't exclusive to just people who purchased tickets on the 200 level. It was exclusive to everybody in attendance, which there were more people here than like, I'd say it was like playoff saints level of people, like a sold out fucking stadium, maybe let's say 20 seats, not purchased. Um, and I think there was more seats because they have to add in seats to, to do it sideways because that's how it is in basketball, I guess. I don't fucking pay enough attention to it. But uh, they extend, like, the side seats to where you can see it. So there's even more seats than normal. Um, and these people are just hammering fucking beer the whole night. 
Um, cause there, there wasn't fuck all else. So there was no real time to sit. Um, I had, I was walking past stands that were not calling us on the radio cause they were so hit. They weren't calling us on the radio and selling, telling us to change a keg. They were telling people that they ran out of beer, which is a fucking no, no. We got 400 kegs in that arena when that Superdome, we got kegs. You just need to call us and let us know. So I'm making my rounds. And as I'm going into a stand, I'm listening to this woman telling all these fucking college kids that are about to incite a riot that there's no more alcoholic beverages here. And here I am in the cooler changing like 20 kegs because the entire wall. So it's it's like a big square box, the cooler and along the wall, you know, all the way around is just kegs and kegs and kegs. So I'm sitting there changing our 16 out. And I could hear my boss outside of it screaming at the stand manager that, you know, you can't be telling people that there's, you know, you were supposed to call us. You didn't call us that bullshit. Basically, I did that my entire night. I walked uh, I more or less fucking ran 15 miles last night trying to get this done. And uh, I got a whole nother day of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I know you said it earlier on, but. They serve wine at basketball games. So the NCAA, right? Mm-hmm. So this is completely different. The NCAA allows beer and wine. So wine and champagne. I just like, I, I can't imagine being the wine junk. The type of people that would buy wine at a fucking sporting event. Honestly. That like uh, isn't that isn't tennis or golf. I think it's more or less for the women because they're like stereotyping them and thinking that they want wine, but it's a bunch of fucking college kids. They want the cheapest domestic you can find, and they want like fucking thirty of them. So yeah. and and there's you're not allowed to. It's an NCAA rule that mm-hmm. they can't have hard liquor. no hard liquor. Why you can uh I don't know. I really, I really don't understand because we don't have an NCAA team down here, so it's not something that's like constantly. You don't have one putting our attention. LSU. Yeah, but I don't work LSU games, so therefore I'm not Uh, dealing (laughs) with the rules of the NCAA. I only deal with them for the Sugar Bowls and for the (laughs) national championships. And we just had the national championship, so we're not going (laughs) to see that for a while. You okay, know? that makes sense. So once a year we deal with that, but it's never this was this was the excuse me. This was the biggest event um in the last decade as far as sales on 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 draft beverages and package beer. This was bigger than Mardi Gras and it was kids the age to fucking 18 to 40. Well, I'll call them all kids because they were acting like kids. What do you mean? No one under the age of 21 can drink alcohol. <laughs> okay, but I mean, you're telling me that I know Orange Julius isn't buying fucking four beers and then one of them happens to go to fucking Johnny Jr. over here, you know? Johnny Jr. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking bad. It was it was so bad. I remember I tried to sit down in the employee lunch area, right? Which they were trying to charge the employees to eat during this fucking madness. 
that is March Madness. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm sitting in there, dude. And I'm sweating my ass off. I just shaved my head. So, like, there's nothing to catch the hair, the, this, the sweat, you know. So, I'm just fucking just, I'm just a fountain over here. And I swear to God, my ass cheeks hit the fucking cushion. And the stand manager walks in and is like, what you doing sitting down? I got, like, my entire bar has empty kegs. And just stood there and stared at me. And I just rolled my fucking eyes, got up, and walked out the complete opposite door she was in. And I went and changed her shit because, like, I'm not I'm not pathetic. But, like, you're not going to tell me to get off my ass when I've been the, um, the only person on this floor working four, four fucking quads plus six regular stalls. That's probably, like, over, I'd probably say at least 70 taps that I'm just me for my company is changing for this entire floor. And if my fat ass needs to sit down, I think I'm allowed allowed a few minutes of that. You know, I don't think I would change that. Not for one second. Like if someone said that to me, I would be, I'd be finishing my lunch for sure. Dude, I didn't, that's the problem. I didn't even get a lunch dog. They're all sit at some point. In the madness, in they the all madness. they all got a moment of reprieval to sit down and have a lunch. But because we're not employees of the Superdome, and it's not a Saint season where the Bud Light is the sponsorship for the NFL, we do not get a lunch that's paid for. So if we don't take the money out of our pockets to pay we're not getting lunch but on top of that we didn't have a moment to stop and get that lunch because every other place it's all shift based okay it's y'all's turn to take a lunch we don't work for them so there is no time for us so the woman's like staring at me get the fuck up i go out the door that's like you know i don't know 20 meters away from her and she's just yelling at me i just walked the complete opposite direction because it's just a big square you know like the way i was going i could get to where her stuff was but i just wanted her to feel like i didn't give a fuck and i was walking away and said i was just taking the shorter route for where i was sitting to where she needed it to be but at the same time i was not in the mood to walk past her and listen to her fucking comments because she's she's a stand manager She's just got to answer the radio. She ain't working. You know, I'm the motherfucker working. She's just sitting there answering calls on the radio saying she needs more Don Julio at bar six. You know, so, yeah, my night was horrible. Um, Like I told you before that, I knew well ahead of the night that we were being forced to work uh, today when we were recording, which was supposed to be our, our off day. Um. So I knew we were going into work and and I felt bad because that meant the four other guys who were getting their ass kicked on their respective levels had no idea that that was coming. And then at 10 at night, they told us, you know, and I had to pretend like surprise, you know. So how many people like, would you say are on a level at the Superdome? 
like how many like our company or how many oh like how many like guests yeah good question let's have a look like tens of thousands or mm, i'd say a couple thousand let's say because because um each level has a different capacity limit so let's see let me look at it divided for you so the capacity of the superdome is seventy four thousand two hundred and ninety five seats available they've added more seats so let's see there's uh there's the ground level there's the first the second which of where i'm at um the suites on the third and fourth and then the fifth and sixth level which is where like the main capacity of people are um so 74 i'd say about ten thousand per Mm, give or take i'd say if you if you look it up well just by my southern mathematics i'm gonna say there's <laughs> at least ten thousand per floor and so are you by yourself for that ten thousand just about because my boss was supposed to be my helper that day but it got to a point where he had to he had to move to the side and start making a fucking uh, an order for tomorrow, you know, because that's how fast, dude. You know what Mango Card is? Do y'all have that out there in Canada? No. So Mango Card is this new beverage. It's not new, um, but it's newer. It's a it's a um, it's a wheat beer that has mango in it. So it's a fruited ale. Um, Sounds thirsty. It's pretty fire, actually. Is um, it really? And it didn't sell for shit when it first came out nobody wanted it nobody wanted it sounds disgusting right and i didn't think it was gonna last i thought it was gonna get pulled out of the new orleans market because it just wasn't selling lo and behold the kids over at loyola and tulane and lsu and (laughs) uno they found this shit and have been riding it into the fucking sunset is it cheap Eh, it's a craft beer but I think it's because it's an AB craft beer, an Anheuser-Busch craft beer, it's probably on the cheaper spectrum than a non-monopolized corporation, you know? Yeah. So we don't have a lot of mango cart, but each, each, um, each quad, that's what I work, uh, which is like these giant party rooms, you know, and then, you go outside the party room and there's your seats. Um, so each quad has one mango cart. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, one mango cart where the lines wire off. So it's two taps of mango cart. We ran out of all mango cart, which I think was, it's going to sound small, but I think we had eight kegs of it. We ran out of those eight kegs within the first hour. <laughs> During the free beer megathon, you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit, yeah. Like, just just the college kids, like, okay, you know, you can only get two beers per order. Okay, no problem. Grab the beers and go immediately back to the back of the line, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're going to down it before the four people in front of them, you know, (laughs) before it's their time again. So we killed those in about an hour. Un-fucking-real. So these kids love that shit. And I guess it's hitting just the college circuit. 
like this is the new college, like the southern it's market the, is mango it's cart. The, it's the white claw of its day. Yeah, yeah. Like how white claw was right before COVID hit, the no laws era. That's it. We're dealing with the mango cart era right now. The golden road, as they call it. Because that's the name of the brewery. So they're like, oh, you know, taking a golden road down. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so I got my shit kicked yesterday. And then I had to deal with more of it today. And then I got one more game Monday, which is I have to work. I have to go to work at 6 in the morning. And I'm probably getting off at mm, the last game starts at 830. Well, the final starts at 830. So I'm talking maybe like 12, like a midnight getting off. That sucks, man. Yeah. Hopefully we get lunch paid for. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Yeah, well, sorry. Sorry I, that was long, dude, but I I haven't really I haven't been able to talk to anybody. I haven't even seen my wife really, except for the you know hour or two that I've been home before we started recording. So yeah. <laughs> no, it's, this has just kind of been stuck in my brain. And the only people that feel it are the five people in my department that should be eight, you know? Um, also my boss made us take a fucking photo yesterday. He's like, come on, let's go take a photo. And this is the big boss. Um, Cause for some reason he was there and he points over to this thing and it's like, you know, like a little display and it's like supposed to be the back court, but it's four back courts on top of each other. And each back court's got like the respective logo of the, the final four. And then the fucking sign on the bottom on the ground says that the road ends here. And I look at Jerry and I'm like, are you fucking you trying to fire us? Are we getting furloughed? (laughs) Are we going to die tonight? You know, like, what is what is the implications? What is this, you know, proceeding? He's like, you're just thinking way out of the box here. And sure enough. That photo could easily be put been put in a newspaper that said fucking special events team found dead because <laughs> that's how they fucking worked us last night. You know, these five souls were lost, you know, during the, the final four massacre. Well, no, I actually I don't know what the list is. I, I, I enjoy listening to you talk about it because I think it's interesting. To see, like, I think everybody's been. I'll go. I'll go buy a body I cam. Say, <laughs> I won't say. I won't say everybody because I'm not. I have to understand not everyone's as privileged um, as I am, but many people have been to either a concert or a sporting event or whatever. And you know, when you're there, things kind of just. I don't know. Like maybe they don't appear to be running seamlessly, but you know, you don't really notice that the chaos hellfire background dude i watched i watched and heard over the radio like at least six people just walk out of their jobs last night just straight up walk out and not just small people i'm talking people that are higher ups that just walked away and i was like holy shit but see here's the thing now as chaotic and as fucked up as it is i've worked five mardi gras in the city before i even got this job and it i my body went immediately to that mentality you were not getting out of this prison you were stuck here until this time it's not going to stop all you can do is keep changing that fucking keg 
until that time, till the time clock hits zero. You can't do nothing else. You don't deserve water. You don't deserve to piss a shit. You can't eat food. You have to change the fucking keg until it's over. And that that's it. And my <laughs> like once once my body understood that, it was over very quickly. You know, because it's just you, you can't stop moving. But oh, the second you sit it's, down, it's not for everybody. You're in that mindset. Mm-hmm. The second you sit down, you're done. Yeah, dude, you just start aching everywhere. I I sat and I swear to God, I felt like a bent up paperclip. Like I went immediately, like I sat and my body hunched and I was like, this is not good. I'm be walking around like an old fucking 70 year old man. I could straighten up my back. (laughs) No. Yeah. Sorry for the long intro. No, it's all good. I find that shit interesting and it's nice to like get a perspective of like what goes on. Oh, and then my sister works for the opposite company, uh, like the, the, the rival, but she works for the Red Bull division and her ass didn't even let me know that she was in this, the Superdome because I've been there all fucking week, but she's busy too, you know, cause she does, she does Red Bull. And then when she's not at Red Bull, she works on movie sets. Um, so here I am covered in fucking shit and stagnant beer. And she's on the fucking court after the game shooting a basketball from the free throw line. Like, yeah. And I'm like, you fucking bitch. You couldn't <laughs> even come see me. It could have been my one moment of reprieval. Like, okay, I can get through this night. And your ass is filming a commercial for Buffalo Wild Wings after. And here I am getting my shit kicked for fucking 12 hours <laughs> oh no <laughs> well oh, you know there was all there <laughs> the slaughter of Corey over the weekend wasn't the only kind of what do you want to say slaughter that uh took place in between our last episode the Habs played the hurricanes jesus and i believe- felt like watching that game was probably a glimpse into my Saturday. I believe you called it a skull dragging. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was like one of the most horrible, horrid games of hockey that I've had to watch. This is probably the worst one I've had to watch under Marty St. Louis. Uh, one of the worst this season, just because the Habs get nothing going. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. I don't even really know what to say about it. It happens. This team is still not good. Uh, just destroyed, but Totally different story in Florida. It was looking like it was going to be bad. Tampa was winning 4-1, 4-1, 3-1. The Habs made a big comeback. Jordan Harris, in his debut, played well. Unfortunately, did receive a penalty. Um, for those of you that watched, he, or for those of you that didn't watch, he lost his helmet. <laughs> it's Romanoff first season all over here. yeah and you know because the nhl is the only league in the world that does this he, he kept playing and hoff you could hear hoffman yelling at him get off get off get off and he went to the box and he said after like the ref came over and he was polite about it when he was in the box he's like yeah you, you can't do that like <laughs> you gotta you gotta go off when that happens so he's laughing about it but 
Uh, played very well his first game. I saw people commenting that he looks better than Baron. Uh, no fucking shit. He is a he was a senior in college. He's what 22. Mm-hmm. He had way more experience than Baron. Baron missed a year last year. He should look more he's ready. 21. Yeah. Yeah, he should look more ready than Justin Baron. He kind of looks in the face like your buddy that y'all call um uh, oh what's that? What's that? Yeah, I was about to say, what's that goofball <laughs> you did you did the other podcast with? <laughs> Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Played very well. Um, I think he looks solid. And I was saying to uh, one of my buddies, you look at the game sheet, like the lineup, and it was Romanov, Shuneman on the top pairing, and then uh, Baron and Edmondson and Harris and Savard. And you're looking at the beginnings of this future blue line we've been talking about for two years. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know we had um, Mayu and Jack Eye and Aaron, whatever, in the pipelines, but we've been talking about a future with Romanov, Harris, Norlander for a very long time, and we're seeing it come to fruition now with some added guys like Baron, Mayu, Jack Eye who are coming up. So I just, you know, I like looking at that, just looking at the lineup made me kind of feel like this sense of hope because it feels like forever. We've been talking about the Habs having this great future on the blue line, but not seeing the results. And now we're finally getting to see those guys suit up. They're going to start, you know, contributing to the team. Look how, look how much Romanov has improved since the start of the season. And I saw just an unbelievable tweet saying in 12 months, Romanov won't be on the hat. Like will be basically made redundant on this roster. And (laughs) Oh my God. Like I could, I, I couldn't, honestly, I couldn't further disagree. Like I think Romanov has been absolutely lights out. Mm -hmm. He's been playing heavy minutes. You can tell the coaching staff, is getting more trust in him and the offense isn't there always, but you know, maybe that's just not what Romanov is. I, I don't, that's know. the only thing I can hear in the, in, in like a redundancy aspect because Harris and Baron, um, Schooneman, I, they're going to be more offensive. I feel players. Whereas Romanov, I think is just going to be a solid two way guy. He's going to have offensive moments, but, I mean, he's just fucking a wall defensively. Like, he – I I don't know. I I think that's a, that's a bit of a stretch to say that he's going to be redundant. I know there's some great guys coming up and all that, but I think Romanov's going to be a, a very big puzzle piece. No, I – yeah, like I just I just even mentioned that because I think it's such an unbelievably like I, I get the logic. I just think it's flawed. Right. But like there's just so much in the in the in the pool behind them, but it could Romanov be traded. Yes, anyone on this team could be traded. Could Romanov turn out to not be a number one guy? I don't think he's going to be a number one guy. I think he's gonna be a guy that's your number three on this team at least, or he plays on your first pairing, but he's not the guy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
he's the shut like whatever i but i think romanov is going to have a very long nhl career and i think it's probably going to be with the montreal canadians especially considering kent hughes spoke about signing him to a long-term contract extension like they spoke about they spoke about that before talking about cole so i think it says a lot about where this organization values him and how they see his future with the team but Back to Jordan Harris. Uh, I thought he played a decent game. I didn't get to see all of it. Um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good first showing. Playing with Savard, you know, as much as I've been critical of Savard, I find Savard has actually played pretty well since he's returned, I'll be honest with you. I think he's been a decent contributor to this organization. Um did you catch any of the overtime like highlights or anything? Or? I did watch the highlights, but before we get to it. Uh, I want to comment that this this might, you know, it might not be the biggest thing, but it's Harris's first game, 15, basically 16 minutes of ice time. I don't know that many brand new guys that are going to get handed that. And if you look at the numbers from, from this game, we beat the Lightning on pure youth. Everybody's numbers. Suzuki's 22. Uh, Rem Pitlick's 22. Caulfield, 19 minutes. Uh, fucking the only shy ones is like Yolonen and I think Paling only got nine minutes, but you yeah, keep but going they both, down. They both contributed to yeah, the game. So <laughs> the fucking, yeah, I was about to say. So even with the, their small minutes, that game couldn't have been won without him. Evans at 14 minutes, Romanov 22 minutes, Barron at, at 20 minutes, Harris 15, Schooneman 19. It was a youthful movement that got us this win. But um, I did see the uh, a little bit of the overtime, but that Jesse Yelonen goal, just <clears throat> chef's kiss. Honestly, it's it took Pitlick, Paling, and Yelonen all – Played. It was a great, yeah. They and all have massive great. teamwork. It was beautiful. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just agreeing with you. They all had a great. There were three great plays to make that one play. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. No, no, no. That, that's basically what I was trying to say. But I can't talk for fuck. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the Nick Suzuki goal in the shootout, fan fucking fantastic. <laughs> I before we even get to that, I actually wanted to talk about um how do you say it? I guess the comeback kind of how it was put together mm-hmm. uh for the Habs. I think that you know it, it just further speaks on how different this team is under Marty St. Louis. And Joel Edmondson alluded to it after the game. This was his return to Tampa, and he had told the players don't make it about him at all. And you could tell the guys wanted to win that game for him. Yeah. So after after yeah. like remolding their like teamwork and courage and like making the game fun for them, I couldn't imagine this being a more circled game, you know, for, for the guys on this team to kind of like pay it forward for making hockey fun and competitive and, you know, I guess the, the best word is fun for them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And 
like you said, that Jesse Alonen goal was fucking phenomenal. And I saw, I saw the goal pop up <laughs> on uh, the NHL app because I was sitting out. I think I was like in line to get into a bar watching the game on my phone. And I just, I was like, it's a one-timer because he's just got a piss missile. An absolute <laughs> cannon. And yeah, the whole play, like we said, was great. Uh, Corey Schooneman's scoring, I thought was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rem Pitlick made his debut on that Caulfield Suzuki line. Oh my God, he fit in so well. I mean, surprise, 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 right? He's smart, fast, young, and skilled. Yep. So he, I, yeah, it worked out pretty well. They had that 2 on 0 against uh, Brian Elliott. I think it's hilarious because Caulfield passed Pitlick the puck. Pitlick passed it back to Caulfield. And a lot of other, like most other players in the league are passing that for the cross crease. Mm-hmm. But all three players involved in that 2 on 0, Pitlick, Elliott, and Caulfield, knew that that puck was getting, <laughs> was getting shot. <laughs> and it, it didn't matter. We still went in the back of the net. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, what else? There's one more Caulfield related incident. Okay, yeah. Uh, Caulfield was also mic'd up for that game. Uh, Corey and I were watching it beforehand by TVA. And unreal. The, he should be on, mic'd every game. On the Pitlick goal, you can hear him going crazy, saying, Oh my God, clip that, clip that. <laughs> Tell him to clip the, the play. And then uh, there was a funny comment from, I think it's from Suzuki. It picked up on Caulfield's mic. Anderson scored on the, uh, break away you hear suzuki say you find you finally kept one down or something like like you didn't put it over the net <laughs> that was pretty funny um funny you mentioned though a while ago now i've been talking for a bit but that harris got you know a lot of trust from the coaching staff that's something we've seen from this new marty st louis uh headed kind of leadership the young guys play Mm-hmm. and and they have an opportunity like you would if this was Ducharme and you took a penalty off the bucket that's it for your night mm-hmm. that's not the case under Martin St. Louis he's like all right look you made a mistake well he didn't know that like it is what it is yeah whereas we see Romanov you remember he 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 was put on such a short leash it it felt like we were never going to see him again, you know? They took that tenacity out of him over, like, just minor mistakes that you need a play to learn that. So. No, exactly. And then Harris suited up in overtime, and the Habs ended up winning. Like, it's just a remarkable display of trust from the coaching staff that we now have. I think it's great. Like, I think it's great to see. I think it's great for the team. And – Finally, can we just talk about that shootout goal from Nick Suzuki? <laughs> oh, my God. That was fucking gorgeous. I was screaming outside of the fucking bar. And people were looking at me. I was like, oh, my God. It was so nice. Little, like, I don't even, how would you describe that move? Like, he just has that puck on a string. I, I don't uh, think he's Yeah, it, it, I mean, he sold that he was going to deke again, and instead he just 
drags it to the left of the, the of Brian Elliott, and he's just wide open. He just backhands it in. Um, and then you could hear the uh, the one of the commentators like he called game on this one. It's like yeah, something that fluid. Uh, I don't I don't know what else I, I wouldn't know what to say either. Like that was it just looked natural and it it takes you know a, a, a talent to make it look that simple like so effortless um he sold the fuck out of a couple couple you know little back and back and forth peaks and then he just shudders them pulls it all the way to the right and just keeps walking with it too he's just gliding up ice and then brian elliott fucking fell for it he moved to the he moved to the right. This dude just pulled. Just literally looked like he was just sweeping the floor. Just pulled it and popped it up. Called it a night. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. And I don't like I was saying, I don't remember like I'm trying to think like the best puck handler other than Radulov like that we've seen on this team in a while since we've had Suzuki, like he, he's become such a good handler of the puck. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that's something I always expected from him. Like always, I always, I thought a lot of his play would be driven on how smart he is, which it is, but he's, I think really over this year shown that he has elite, like high end skill as well in his arsenal. Honestly, this was one of those games I really regret that we were too busy where where I couldn't I couldn't at least even listen to it. It was just so loud. Um, yeah, that's it. Just those are one of those really great games, and it shows that like, yeah, you can look at the Carolina game, and it's like, yeah, we played a full complete team that's really not hurt. They're playing at full capacity of what they're capable of. And this is a team still learning. And then nights like this, it's like you see some of this youthful momentum just really take hold and show what the future of this team could look like. And it's one of the most exciting highlight games of the season. And it's against Tampa. Fuck Tampa. Yeah, fuck Tampa. I'm so – I don't even care that we helped the Leafs out. Like, (laughs) It doesn't matter. (laughs) It doesn't matter before – after we get – uh, a word from our sponsor. We'll just talk about how the Leafs are going to get destroyed by Florida or anybody else they fucking play. <laughs> so, uh, folks, the NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Y'all, everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Remember, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposits. So, I mean, as always, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. You can bet $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. 
Um, also, um, I saw something. I had something pop up the other day. Uh, Montreal fans booed Justin Bieber. Was he at the game or what was, no, it, what was, he was his face? Performing, performing at the Bell Center. <laughs> and, uh, Let's he said, go. He was like, he said something about the Habs, and they booed him. And he was like, "How about the how's the playoff spot or something?" Oh, what a bump! Yeah, go go perform peaches after that fucking bump. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh shit! No, Ugh, whatever. I mean, I hope his performance wasn't as bad as his fucking designed jerseys because those were ugliest saint. Dude, my cousin still makes fun of uh, Wayne Gretzky, making fun of him on the on the plane, doing his little deeks when he said he was gonna fucking score on Jordan Biddington. Do you remember that? He was on his PJ just doing stick handling uh, exercises, and Wayne Gretzky, like a buff later, just fucked up on the plane is just fake stick handle. <laughs> really? Dude, have you not seen this? I've never Dude, seen that. We talk about this at least twice a week. It's still like one of the funniest things. And no, Cody doesn't no. give a fuck about the Montreal Canadiens, but we love shit not just Justin Bieber all the same. Dude, I'm I'm Canadian. I'm Dude, I'll send it to you. National pastime is shitting on Justin Bieber. Yeah, little baby. Um, but yeah, so like I was saying, um, dude, the fucking Leafs are in trouble. No matter which way they put it, whatever team they're they're gonna be up against, they're fucked. Who's that? Sorry, the the Leafs. You got I'm me sorry. watching. You got me watching this video of Wayne Gretzky. Oh, you're good. You're. Good. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Dude, it's so fun. <laughs> it's got like the office like written all over it, like his face gestures. Uh, along with his fake deking moves, it's just fucking icing on the cake. Oh, he's clear. Like if that's if he has to be mocking him. No, he hundred percent is. Like if you go find the 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 one where they're like, yeah, look, Justin's in the zone. It's like Justin's fucking fanboys that that hang out with him and shit. They're like, oh, he's in the zone. He's been he's been fucking doing his his workouts the entire PJ ride. He hasn't even touched his fentanyl or, or what what have he. Oh, oh my god! This is unreal. And then Wayne Gretzky's just a little fucking wine, little wine trunk, <laughs> just just making fun of him. Like, dude, how can you, how can you just go on being a, a fucking a hockey fan after Wayne Gretzky just torches you like that? Maybe that's why Justin Bieber released those fucking jerseys with the Leafs. It was what like him him. Well, he just he hates hockey now, so he decided to unleash that crime upon our eyes. It was his vengeance, how to get back at the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, in the other general hockey news, Jonathan Huberdeau broke the record for assists by a left winger in an NHL season, the all-time record. He broke that. He got his 71st assist a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. He's going to go on to shatter that. And you probably didn't hear about it because Austin Matthews scored 50 goals. No, Um, I didn't. I did hear that. Yeah, something that about, I don't know, 200 maybe, maybe more, maybe a little less players in the NHL have done before. So... He was the fourth. 
Toronto, though. Mm, get a load of that. He wasn't even the first Leaf to do it. <laughs> Just a fourth. Like, oh, my God. Like, and don't get me wrong. It's impressive what Matthews has done this season. But fuck, I don't care. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I, I, I'm not knocking out Austin Matthews for being, like, a very skilled player. I'm knocking him because it's, like, the little bit of hockey that I get, even where I'm at, it's still just Leafs bullshit. Jonathan Huberdeau now has 73 assists, which is an all-time record. He's going to absolutely destroy like any sort of you know future pursuers of this record. It's going to be very hard to hit that all-time mark he's going to set for another left winger. Matthew scored 50 goals, and that's you know, that's great. I want to hear about Huberto. <laughs> yeah, he's like, only 28. He's he's got some time in him. He's gonna put put that to work, especially with that team being so good as they are now. Those assists, like even when the team was bad, he he was still an, an assist icon. <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, and yeah, it probably is not the best word to use. Um but, I mean, he's never not been a valuable member in playing fantasy, specifically no. for his offensive capabilities. And that's when that team was dog shit. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> with them being the way they are now, dude, like he's going to put a monstrous fucking leap away from the next person. So, kudos yeah. to him. Um, unfortunately, even this far south, all I hear about from main media is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but, dude, hopefully, like I said earlier, they play Florida. They're in and out. Four games, maybe five, maybe six. But I personally, I think it's going to be funny if uh, Leon Dreisaitl ends up winning the Rocket over Matthews this year. <laughs> Matthews has 51, Dreisaitl has 49. Mm-hmm. Watch the Oilers will play, like, Arizona or, like, the Habs the last game, and Dreisaitl will get, like, three to pull mm-hmm. ahead. That would be, like, my dream. You know what's the only other bit of news uh, that I was able to look at before um, the Final Four was that fucking unreal Trevor Zegers goal with uh, really – it probably wouldn't have happened if that uh San, what is it, Sonny Milano wasn't in the wrong place at the right time <clears throat> and just completely screened um whatever what is it, Stolars, maybe? Uh maybe, maybe no, nah, I think I think that might be the guy from um San Jose. But anyway, um, whatever the goalie is for Arizona, um, if Sonny was not there screening, because he just literally put the hook the hook of the, the blade around Sonny Milano. And, I mean, how are you going to expect that to come? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was an exceptional goal. And what followed afterwards was absolutely fucking disgusting. Jake oh, Google. yeah, with Troy Terry. Yeah, like, I don't know if anyone's – did you see Trevor Zegers' comments? Yeah. So, I agree with it. Yeah, like, he, he has the right mindset, right? Nobody should get hit when they're down like that. Um. But to, to base it, his comment of him being a 30-plus goal scorer isn't the reason why it shouldn't happen. Anybody, including Trevor Zegers, 
can get the fucking smoke on the wrong day. <laughs> I think what he meant was like, you should have more respect for a player who is a star when it's a five nothing game and he's not of like to just not go after him. Like, and you know what? I kind of agree. It's like the kid on the, like the, the fucking, I don't know, even in rep sports, like playing, like you, there's always that one fucking asshole kid or that one coach you're, you're shitting on a team like six, nothing. And some kids just out there trying to hurt someone. Like that's what Jay Beagle did realistically. Oh, I'm not going to win. So I'm going to take you out. Like I have no problem. I, I, I really like what Trevor Zegers said, actually. I think the NHL needs more of that honesty, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with what he said. I have a problem with Jay Beagle hitting Troy Terry like that. Um, I guess my mind only took in after he called him, you know, a 30-plus goal scorer. I don't know. The, the league is so soft compared to what it used to be. It's – it's hard for me to be like, yeah, he's right. Well, and fuck. Well, now, I just now, now I'm sounding now I'm sounding ass backwards. I'm just saying I don't care if he's a 30 goal scorer or he's a fourth line guy just making it. You know, um, you shouldn't target somebody like that. But just because he's a star, I mean, look at Sidney Crosby. He's got like seven, eight concussions because when he first came around, he did some dazzling shit like that. They didn't give a fuck. They were targeting his fucking head. But, like, which I think is something that we should take out of the game of hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I can agree with that. Yeah, targeting the head is... If you want to... I agree the game is too soft, and, like, they need to reintroduce a lot of the physicality that draws people to hockey and makes it interesting. Mm -hmm. That I totally agree with. But, like you said, listen, Sidney Crosby is one of the greatest players to ever play the game we call hockey and we his we did not get to see Sidney Crosby in his prime like think about like really truthfully think about that Crosby got that concussion it's I think it was like his seventh year in the league let me see one two three four his sixth year in the league he got targeted by that concussion. Mm-hmm. McDavid, I would say, has just entered like his prime. Like we're seeing that he's still getting better. And he's in his seventh NHL season. Yeah, we didn't. Crosby had different era. Crosby yeah. had to deal with with all of it. It was it was Crosby not had, such a soft league. Yeah, Crosby had four hundred point seasons. His first five seasons in the league. And he had a 72-point season in 53 games the one year he didn't get 100. He was on pace Mm -hmm. for it. After his concussions, he has had 200-point seasons since. Yeah. Like, we lost years and, like, just so much talent on what is already going to be a player regarded as one of the at least – top 10, I think one of the top five greatest players to ever play hockey. Mm -hmm. Like, so in that sense, like when I kind of lay it out like that, I totally agree with what Trevor Segris is saying, because 
yes, I do think there needs to be fighting and there needs to be physicality. And that's something we should keep in the game. You can't, however, have fucking Ryan Reeves beating up Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid and injuring that. You know what I mean? Like it mm-hmm. just. Don't you don't love know. how it's, it's everyone's go-to is now Ryan Reeves uh, because Tom Wilson that. has calmed down so fucking much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was talking to my cousin about that the other day. Uh, he's, I guess they, they've put so much on him. He's, he's finally had to calm it down. Here's the thing, though. Everyone shits on Tom Wilson. I love Tommy. I don't have any issue with Tom. I love Tom Wilson. Tom honestly. Wilson can fucking play hockey. And I think that's what I think that's what so many people was so upset with him about is that he's such a dynamic talent and that they thought he was pissing it away because he fucking gets 20, 20 game suspension. <laughs> I think some of the stupid shit he does, yeah, like like the man, the man needed to slow her down a bit. But I think players like Wilson, when they're not playing dirty, are the kind of guys you need in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. Because he'll put away 20 goals, but he plays with an edge and he plays with some physicality. I think that's something. Tom think- Wilson and Ovechkin have been my like favorite pairing to get. And I know sometimes they don't play on the same lines, and it's, it's changed over the years. But in fantasy, I always try to get at least two guys that – frequent each other's line most of the season if not all of it and it every time i could every time i could get high enough to get Ovi, i would always grab uh tom wilson no fair enough but anyway um we said we keep it short today so in the interest of that yeah we've extended it far longer than short but <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely that's perfectly fine i got one more day of final uh, I was about to say Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> one more day of Final Four, uh, and then it's on to the next one. So, the next All right. big event. Well, thank you guys for stopping by, listening to Halftime Night today. We really appreciate the support, and uh, we'll be back again on Thursday. So, thanks once again if you've made it all the way through this episode, and we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you all. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at the hockey podcast network.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.